that's not our song at all. No. We do we have one yet? I don't think so. We'll edit it in. We'll put it in right here. Bam what a few for you. Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to Review for Two. I'm Caroline. And I'm Marco. And this is our podcast. <laughs> we really didn't plan out this entrance, which is <laughs> we, why. So if you're just tuning in, wow, this is awful. If you're just tuning in, um, listen to our first podcast. Let's try that again. Come back. <laughs> Hello, welcome to our podcast. This is Ruby for Two. The only podcast where one of the hosts is made entirely of bees. True. You'll just have to guess which one that that is at the end. Mm-hmm. I am Caroline. And I'm Marco. Welcome. Welcome. In today's podcast, we are going to review Guacamelee, the Super Turbo Championship Edition, because that is the only edition we have, actually. Thank you, Xbox Game Pass. Yes, thank you for that. So if you are at all like us, you are looking for games that are easy to play with two people. Um, mm-hmm. Something that you can do co-op and particularly couch co-op so that you don't have to haul out the second Xbox and get that working. Right. Um, second Xbox. That's so bougie of you. Oh, it's so Just because hard. we have two doesn't mean like everyone has two. But how do all the young kids play Fortnite together? Fork knife Fork on their knife. phones now. Oh yeah, that's right. That's for a later podcast. That's for a later podcast. <laughs> anyway... Um, so this was a good co-op game that wasn't just a shooter, because yeah. we can always play co-op shooters, but this was something different and exciting. Yeah. Um, this game, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, it was released in 2013 for the PlayStation, and then other systems um, came out with it as well right after that, like for the PC or Microsoft. Um, and then in 2018, they released Guacamelee 2, which is a four-person cooperative game, um, which we did not play. This one that we played, I believe, came out in 2017, so fairly recently, but, yeah, you know. And so we played the Super Turbo Championship Edition, which just means that we got all of the DLC and extra bosses. Yeah. Like, we fought the three duct-taped-together skeletons in the giant metal skeleton. <laughs> Um, a lot of skeletons Yeah, in a lot this of game. skeletons. So it is a kind of platformer brawler. So it is a 2D Castlevania-esque platformer, and you jump around trying not to fall into pits to nowhere, and you punch skeletons and other undead monster things. And, and you... you collect, like, coins and things like that to power up more abilities and to get different outfits and suits. Yeah, and it was developed by Drinkbox Studios. Yeah. Shall we review? Sure. What did what did you think of this game? Well, I thought it was a good game. Mm-hmm. It was very fun and easy to hop in and just have like a second person, and it was very easy to cooperate. Like you could just deal with your own side of the board, or you could throw enemies to the other person, and there was some teamwork. Um, I really liked the mechanics. I like the punchies and the kicks and the flying stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's mostly it. We did eat through this game pretty quickly. It is a rather short game. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of those ones that you can 
if you're trying to 100% it, which we sort of did just because I had a lot of free time, then it'll take you like eight hours. But if you're just trying to sprint through it, you can probably get it done in four. Yeah. So I would highly recommend it as just a short, fun little game that you can play with other people. Easy to learn, easy to get the hang of. Kind of in the vein of like Overcooked and little smaller games like that. Yeah, I mean, I did like that it had a story. I'm not usually a big platformer person. I really like that RPG style game where you're with the person and this feels a lot more removed. But I like that there was a story throughout that you could kind of follow. Um, and I like that you kept advancing and there was like more to learn in the game as, as it went on. Um, I do have a favorite part of the game, which is the fact that you can become a chicken. And you run faster than the person who's like a human person in the game. So all the time, Marco would be running and I'd be running alongside him and then I'd bam, turn into a chicken and just zoom ahead of him and he would hate it. So while... That's my favorite part. Well, the game is geared towards <laughs> cooperation because you can't hurt your teammates. Yeah. Um, and you really can't like physically interact with them that much. So you can't like knock them off a cliff or anything. There are several ways to subtly fuck with the people you are playing with. True. Um, one of those ways is that in certain areas, when you hit the end of the screen, it takes you into the next room and jump cuts you into there. Mm-hmm. And so whoever is the first to cross that threshold and take you into the room, if you are a chicken, then both players will then enter the room as a chicken. Yeah. And if you're a human, both will enter the room as a human. And so I got transformed into a chicken against my <laughs> will many, many times. You liked being a chicken. It was not great when you ran into a next room and got punched by a bunch of skeletons because all you did was aggressively peck at them. True. I mean, the other thing that you could do to fuck with the person in this, which we did a lot. Well, you did it a lot more than me because I couldn't really figure out the mechanics of it that Excuse well. Excuse you. Is, so basically the story, if I'm, I'm assuming everyone has played this game who's listening to this, the story is that this guy um dies in a fight and then goes into the underworld but finds a mask and turns into this powerful luchador we'll talk more about those physics later um and then he like goes around fighting all these guys so and he has like a sidekick woman luchador with him who is fantastic and we both played as her for the entire time that we played this game but there's a part that you can where you can toggle between the living world and the dead world, or you know the no, it's the world underworld, the yeah. Um, and there are different parts of the game where you would have to toggle between them to get to certain points. So like stairs would only appear in the dead world, and so you had to toggle back and forth. And you can either do that by toggling your character physically as a shadow, or toggling the entire world. So when you are playing with someone and they are trying to defeat an enemy and you toggle into another world and they cannot defeat that enemy, it gets a little bit confusing, I would just like to say. And I died a lot in that game. But when you die or when you cannot complete a maze-like level like I did, you could turn into a floating or bubble and just join your teammate later when they figured it all out. That was also a favorite part of mine. There are a couple of ways in which the uh, multiplayer aspect of it 
makes it so that you can kind of cheat your way to victory. Yeah. Primarily, if we were in a particularly tough boss fight, when you die, you come back as a little Aztec bubble, and your teammate just pops the bubble, and you're back at full health. Yeah. So as long as you don't both die between, like, within 10 seconds of each other, you can't lose any of the fights. Right. Which is essentially how we beat the final boss is... I just kept dying. Caroline kept dying, (laughs) and so then one time when she came back to full health, I had very little health, so I just intentionally died, and she Mm -hmm. just dodged for the next 15 seconds until I Mm -hmm. could come back, and then we were both at full health. That's true. And then the aforementioned, you know, one of us would complete the puzzle, and then the other one would just bubble on over. Which was, you're saying the other one, but it was literally only you would complete the puzzle, and I would bubble over, and that is how this game quickly became one of my favorite games because I did not have to do much. Caroline, but does I not still play participated. Caroline, also, um, if you unlock all of, there's a collectible that you can collect, and if you get all six of them, then once you turn into a chicken, you can fly. Mm-hmm. So for the second half of the game, Caroline spent most of the entire time as a chicken. Uh, flying around during the fights so she could not be killed, and then just kind of cheesing all of the harder puzzles by just turning into a chicken and flying around, and it felt kind of like we were cheating, but also it's what we got for unlocking all the collectibles, so like, it's really on you, Drinkbox Studio, for making it so easy for us to just bypass your game. Yeah, and another way that you could cheat, which I, again, really liked, because basically I just look for ways in which I can cheat. That's how I play video games. But the other way was there was a, a part of the game where you could level into, like, a super version of yourself for a limited period of, period of time, and you'd use the stamina, but you'd be able to get combos a lot faster. And there was one enemy type that would just die instantly <laughs> When you triggered that, so Marco and I would just look at each other and both trigger it and, like, win a fight in 0.5 seconds. It was fantastic. Yeah, there was a cactus that you had to... It throws a weapon at you and you have to catch it and throw it back. And so these things have no health. They die as soon as you hit them, but you also can't punch them. But when you enter that, like, intenso luchador mode, it does a little shockwave of minuscule damage to everything around you. But when something only has one hit point and you do one hit point of damage to it, you kind of just cheat and blow up everything. Yeah, it was fantastic. I was really, really happy about it. I did a similar thing. We were on a boat level and enemies kept on hopping on our boat and attacking Mm -hmm. us. And I just kept turning it on and off and bouncing them off the boat. You basically pulled a Spider-Man and just threw them off the edge of the building with your power. Yeah. Yeah. You technically did the same thing. You know, I did that in Bioshock Infinite too. Interesting. I just like you like that le- that like type of mode of fighting. That's because throwing it, people off of surfaces. I know that that is like programmed into the game, and they want us to take advantage of it. Yeah. But it does make me feel like I've outsmarted the game. Like, ha ha ha! You wanted me to fight this enemy, but instead, I'm just going to subtly push them off. Right. Exactly. Um. Anything else about the game? I think we should get into our questions. We got some good ones. Yeah, we got some good ones. Would you like to ask some of them? So, our first question is, what other animal would you want to turn into? So, in this game, you can turn into a chicken. Um, chicken. Which Caroline cannot pronounce. 
because instead she will shout, Chicken! I don't know why. Well, I know why, but it's too embarrassing, so. I'm sure some of you can probably guess. <laughs> but if you could turn into another animal, mm. what would it be? I really enjoyed being a chicken. Look, I said it right. Good for you. A chicken. Um, I like being a form of bird just because I feel a real kinship with that kind of animal. I don't know. I think, oh, this is tough. I would have loved to like be able to toggle through a bunch of animals. So when we were on the boat, I would have loved to turn into like a whale. So it just tips over the boat. <laughs> like everyone goes flying. Or if I was, I don't know, turning into like a jaguar in some like fighty level, something like that. You know, I think, I think a, a wheel of animals would have been really cool. Um, but I'm very satisfied with the chicken. I loved, loved, loved being a chicken. It was like my favorite character in a video game, I think. That's fair. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with octopus. Mm. And hear me out. Not only do you get more arms for punching and throwing dudes, you could like punch and throw up to even seven people because you really only need one arm to stand on. Oh, okay. Or maybe even none, because you're an octopus. Like, you can just kind of flomp on down and use all eight of your arms. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't stand on its tentacles like their legs. It just no. kind of, like, chills. That's, yeah, then... that's not how octopus... Well, octopus is also octopoda, sorry. Octopi. Octopoda. We can have this fight later, but it's octopoda. Octop... Octop... Look it up. Look it up. We have another computer over here. Look it up. Anyway... Octopoda are usually in water, so I don't think they have to stand on anything. of octopus. Yeah. Octopuses! You can say octopuses, but there's another one. See, the Greek plural form is octopodes. All right. And then mistakenly create the erroneous plural octopi. So I told you it's not octopi. Octopodes, sorry. All right, nerd. Or octopuses, which I don't want to say anymore. That sounds vaguely inappropriate. Yeah. With that we, digression, we need um, to put an explicit tag on this podcast. Yeah, it's NC seventeen. Wow. Triple X rating. I don't think I'm old enough. R rating. So yeah, so not only could you throw a lot of dudes and punch a lot of dudes, but since you have the suckers, I kind of feel suckers. like you could just climb up walls and like hang upside down on shit. Mm-hmm. And you could, I mean, you could climb up walls. You could sprint upwards on walls i'm talking like squeak squeak like 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 a spider climb like spider-man you just want to be spider-man no you want spider-man to be in this game you could also shoot ink at people you just want an octopus that acts like spider-man spider-man does not shoot ink at people he shoots web ink is not web yeah but it's like the equivalent of for an octopus I mean, yes, but I'm by, not wrong. by that logic, like, a llama spitting is the equivalent of a spider. Yeah. Okay, so you'd be an octopus. That's fantastic. I think yeah. that that's a really good idea. Our next question, what other suit would you wear in real life? So a little bit of backstory, because we didn't explain this, is, well, kind of, um, you could buy new suits, and so for the majority of the game, I wore a chicken suit, even though I could also then turn into a chicken um, but each suit also had a power kind of like uh, Spider-Man. Not like a specialized fight, but more like your stamina would be increased or your health would last longer, that kind of thing. Um, and there was also one that we bought that was like a sugar skull one. 
there was a blue one that we wore. Uh, but what what would you what suit would you wear in real life? I think I would wear the skeleton suit, the sugar okay. skull, because w- wouldn't it be awesome to be able to just walk around as a skeleton? Yeah, I mean that would be pretty cool. Like you could throw your hand at people and be like, "Hey, give me a hand." Or, like, if someone says it'll cost you an arm and a leg, you could just straight up give them an arm and a leg and be like, ah, it's so expensive. (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. I liked when you were a sugar skull and then you turned into a chicken, you were, like, skeleton chicken. That's true. It also did change your chicken form. And you could go into intensity mode as a chicken. Mm -hmm. Since you couldn't do anything, it didn't really help. You could drop egg bombs. But they weren't, like, specialized when you were in intenso mode. Yeah. They also didn't do anything. I tried to fight that way, and it did not work. They did not do much. No. What suit would you wear? I'd wear the chicken suit. Of it course. It looks comfy. Well, you know, it's darling. It's just like a onesie. That is something that you could buy in real life. I don't think I need it in real life. I think I would out of all of them. Because the other suits were, like, she was wrapped up in basically nothing. If I was to dress as the woman... She, what was her name? Tostada. Thank you. Tostada was basically wearing scraps of fabric. And that would not bode well with my fashion sense. I would want to be as comfy as possible. And that one looked the comfiest to me. Sometimes nothing can be comfy. Wow. He's hitting on me, everyone. Call my boyfriend. Oh, wait. You are my boyfriend. Aww. Uh. Okay, okay. Alright, next question. As you played through the game, um, you would break open statues that would give you new powers, and all of the statues were owned by an old man who had the power to transform into a goat. So, of course, we don't remember his real name because (laughs) we spent the entire game calling him Goat Daddy. Yeah. Which we will continue to do so here. Yeah. Um, So, which of the Goat Daddy powers would you like to have in real life? I... Would I think I would like the goat climbing one where you could just hop on a wall and just yeet on up it. Mm-hmm. I think okay. that would be really useful. That's fair. What about you? Mine is similar because it would be very useful, which is the flying kick. Um, mm-hmm. In uh, So when you climb up a wall, if you are clinging to the side of a wall, you can kick and you'll just jet across the stage and... Keep going at the same height until you hit something or cancel out of the move. So, I mean, how cool would it be for my morning commute to just climb to the top of a building and kick my way across the East River? I mean, true. That would be so helpful. Right? Like, it would make transportation a breeze. It would functionally let me fly. It would be cold as hell, but I would be flying. So... That's like the one superpower that I wouldn't want to have in this day and age. If you had a superpower and you could just go out in the world is to fly because people would look at you and in today's America, see a flying person and shoot it down. I am convinced. Probably. It would also, I'm sure it would feel like exercise, right? Would like, it? it wouldn't be easy. You would have to put some amount of effort. I guess so. Right? Yeah. Probably. Anyway. Right. Um, would you be offended if Goat Daddy dated your mother? Because he kept alluding to this in the, in the game. 
I'm going to go with yes for two reasons. Oh. Um, my mother is currently taken by my father. Mm-hmm. And also, my mother has much higher standards than a weird talking goat man. Yeah, I don't think my mom would date goat daddy. I would love to see Annette date goat daddy. Yeah, that would not happen. Um, So I would be offended because I wouldn't know who she was anymore if she dated him. That's fair. I'd say, who is that woman? Goat mama. Goat mama. (laughs) That's so bad. That is pretty terrible. That is pretty bad. Okay, so for our fifth and final question, the question that has been on everybody's mind. Everyone's mind. Since we started this podcast probably 17 minutes ago, (laughs) after taking into account editing. um, At the beginning of the game, as Caroline said, you lose your first fight to an angry skeleton named Carlos Calaca, and you die. So, when you find the mask, you are actually brought back to life. So the question is... What are you? Are you a ghost? Are you a zombie? What form of undead are you now? I'm going to use the logic of a very popular movie, Coco, which I have thoughts about, but I won't share those thoughts right now. Um, In the underworld, I guess it is the underworld, right? What is it called? I don't know if it's under so much as just world of the dead. The world of the dead. Okay. They are technically ghosts. They're all ghostly, and then when he tries to go back to the living world, he's like a ghost. You can't, you can't like interact with him on a corporeal level. And people who were in the living world weren't in the dead world. That was a very good little like trick or you know like detail that they had in there where it would definitely change the personalities of the person or even the person themselves when they were in the dead world and in the living world. And so I think I think you were a ghost, but you were fighting, like, skeletons. I don't think you were a zombie. I don't, fi- I don't see that. Yeah, I think you were a ghost. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that one. Ghost for 100 points, Alex. That's fair. I, I have a similar opinion. Which is that because you died, your body is still in the world of the living. Your mm-hmm. soul just went to hell. Yeah. So, you when you get the mask, you get the superpowers. And I think that when you're in the world of the dead, you're just wan being dead. But when you switch back over to the world of the living, you are your own ghost possessing your own corpse mm. to reanimate it. Yeah, I also think that in that culture they don't really believe in zombies but they definitely believe in ghosts and ghostly spirits and skeletons like coming back so i think that that if if you're looking at like a cultural perspective of what that game represented i think that that's definitely the answer okay that's fair yeah do we have any other questions comments concerns i don't have any all right well i think that ends this week's installment of Review for Two. Yeah. Be sure to tune in next time when we review something else. And if you want us to review a certain game and ask a certain question, feel free to put it in the comments. Yeah. In yeah. the comments below. Can you comment on 
Yeah, if it's on like Apple, where are you we going to put this? You can do reviews. I mean, probably Apple. I feel like that's the yeah, lowest barrier reviews. to entry. Just tweet at me. I think it's Hirsch underscore Caroline twenty two, but I'll I'll double check that. Putting your real Twitter out there. That is awfully bold. I, like I use my Twitter for anything. Our tons and tons of viewer are absolutely <laughs> viewer? going to abuse that. I already follow our viewer, so I don't think that's a problem. Um, yeah, so be sure to do <laughs> all of the things. and We hope you enjoyed, and we hope you enjoy playing this game. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.